Hi and welcome to a very special series of Arrow Bandwidth. A whole series. A whole series. Dedicated to security. You better believe it. As always, you've got myself, David Fern. And myself, Richard Holmes. And our producer, as always, for this series is going to be... Hannah Jenny. Hannah Jenny. Ah. And guys, so basically the idea behind this is we went to Infosec this year. In fact, we are still here right now. Yeah, these aren't special effects in the background. No, we don't have that much money. Um, so, essentially what we've tried to do is go around, find the most interesting, innovative and, int- and sort of exciting vendors that we have on our portfolio and basically bring them on and interview them. But do quite long interviews, sort of 15 to, to 25 minutes, mm-hmm. and essentially give you a real idea of where the top vendors think the current trends are, technology directions, and generally sort of what some of the top things that they're focusing on and concerned about in 2017 and beyond. Yeah, so if you want a security 101 for 2017, look no further and than this series. I'd like to add a security 202. Oh yeah, go on then. Why not? Why not? So look, guys, sit back, enjoy. This is going to be the next couple of months of your bandwidth listening. So yeah, we hope you enjoy it. Get ready for the bombshells. Yeah. So, hi and welcome back. Uh, We're still at InfoSec. And uh, we are now very, very proud to be joined by the latest uh, vendor in the Arrow portfolio. And uh, we were joined by one of their regional VPs, uh, Scott. Scott, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Scott Register. I'm VP of Product Management at Ixia, and I'm in charge of our security and cloud visibility products. Fantastic. So when I say that this is a new vendor, I yeah. think we finalized the contract yesterday. Yes. Now, I appreciate podcast listeners. Yesterday to you is probably a couple of months down the line. Yesterday to us is literally was the 6th of June. Yes. So, breaking news. Breaking news now. <laughs> Um, so, I think uh, probably the best way to start this conversation is uh, obviously being such a new vendor to us. Um, what exactly is Ixia? So, th- it's a great question, and probably the best way to understand who we are and what we do is by looking at our history. So, Ixia has been around for about 20 years, a publicly traded company, and we started out in the network test and validation space. So, basically, okay. As for as long as there have been network devices, routers, switches, Ethernet cards, LTE controllers, Wi-Fi, whatever, for as long as there's any been anything to test and validate, Ixia has been at the forefront of that, number one vendor in space, hands down. Um, and then as the company evolved in 2012, we decided to reach outside of that sort of equipment manufacturer and service provider focus and expand in two ways. One was by getting into security heavily. And so uh, the company acquired a company called Breaking Point Systems, actually where, where I came from. And Breaking Point was also in the test space, but with a different spin, because we had a, a large security research team. And so we built things that let you test and validate your firewalls and your IPSs. So when you look around the floor here, all these security gateway vendors, they don't ship a product until it's been tested by that Breaking Point, now Ixia product. Oh, wow. So we've got a great research team. They've been up and running, you know, 15 years now, major presence in the industry, not always a a household word, because we've always been the security behind the The security security vendors, right? (laughs) Uh, And so the next next set of, of expansions or acquisitions got us into the production network. So that was the acquisitions of Anui Systems and NetOptics. 
And so now we're in the production network and very much in the enterprise space. Because if you think, you know, early days was equipment manufacturer and service provider. And then we get that security testing, serve those same crowds, but also in the enterprise space, if you are at, you're a bank and you want to buy a new security device, how do you know which one to buy? Well, you want to do a, a bake-off use your traffic and, and test it with the test the devices with the, the threats you're worried about, see which one is fastest, which one can actually block attacks. If you're thinking about you know upgrading a system, you want to know, hey, if I apply this firmware update, is my device more secure or less? Is it faster or slower? Okay. Right? So that guy and that that's a very that's very relevant to, to enterprise, especially larger enterprises. And then the visibility side, that's primarily enterprise and service provider, right? And so now we cover that that sort of full spectrum of you know verticals from that perspective, but also it gives us a complete technology lifecycle, right? Yep. We're, we're shipping today 400 gig Ethernet test equipment. Now, no one has seen 400 gig Ethernet deployed, and in you know, five years, you'll walk around the show floor and maybe it's common, but we know what's coming down the pipe because we have to build that stuff before any of the equipment manufacturers do it. Gig. Yeah, so it's cool. So we, we know what's coming, and you know, when you, that, that's great because we're never surprised by some technology evolution. Is it cloud? Is it you know, some switching technology? Is it some new security thing? We've built that already. We know about those attacks already because we have to have it in our test gear early. And then we get to move that into our production network equipment, so our, our network visibility gear. So we have, and we're really the only vendor on the planet with that breadth of expertise, that whole cradle to grave kind of life cycle management. That's fantastic. I mean, so, well, I mean, I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> uh, that really is a very, very, very interesting proposition. So, I mean, obviously, when you're testing, um, I'm guessing a lot of the work you would do is with the big iron vendors. It's around, you know, assuring that, you know, your F5s, your checkpoints, your Junipers have what they need to make sure that they can ratify their equipment, that they can yep. make sure that everything is, is compliant and, and ticking the boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so very, very, you know, immediately bringing it back into sort of the channel. Right. Um, what is, where's the appropriateness for sort of an end yeah, so, user almost? Yeah, okay, so uh, for the end user space, it's really the security testing and the network visibility. And I'll go, I, I sort of skipped over that, so I'll go into That's a little fun. more detail. So the, the security testing piece is really about bake-offs, making sure you pick the right equipment, and when you're doing moves, ads, changes, you want to make sure you're not compromising your security. That's really where security testing comes in. And we can offer that as product, we can offer it as a service. We have lots of ways to work with, with different com- uh, companies. But then network visibility, if you're not sort of familiar with, with the term, what it means is you need to monitor what's going on in your network, right? Yep. For compliance reasons, we've got to deal with GDPR now. You want to inspect what's coming across your network for malware or your users you know, in, uh, downloading malware and getting it onto your network. Uh, performance management. You want to know, are my applications performing well? Do I have a problem? How do I go find and fix that, that problem quickly? Network visibility is about taking data from your network anywhere, on the inside, in the cloud, at the internet gateway, virtual servers, and getting the right data to the right analysis tools. It could be security, performance, whatever, at the right time and in exactly the right fashion. Yeah. So that's what network visibility is. You may have heard of TAPS. Yep. Uh, so those plug into the network instead of span ports. Span ports are basically a bad idea. If you need to, if you need uh, critical information off your network, span ports drop packs 
packets. Uh, they can be difficult to configure. They impact huh? device performance. So really, you want to go with TAPS instead. Okay. No, no, no. I was just going to say, because I, I, so I, I have a degree in network engineering. And oh, funny okay. enough, we, we, we used to do it all without double E. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we always used to do things off the span port. But I must admit, I got my degree a while ago now. Um, but now we're talking more and more about this TAPS. And it's interesting, though, because just having a, a mini geek out apologies listeners if you if you be bored already um, but you know I suppose I suppose there's putting stuff in line of obviously the uh, the, the, the trunks of your network the sort mm-hmm. of the backbones of your network you know doesn't that have the sort of mental when you're uh, when you're thinking about you know doing that versus just taking a feed off a span port does that not you know does that not scare customers a bit more because essentially you're putting things in line of their production, you know, you, networks? You are, but I think that, that that risk or fear is really counterweighted by, by two things. One is the TAP itself is a very, very simple device. It's not powered. It's, it's an optical device. It's an optical splitter, basically oh. a, a prism or a mirror. Now, copper taps are a little different. They're powered. The, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, so copper taps are, are indeed powered, but again, they're very simple devices. Yes. You know, we sort of restrict the functionality there because when you add functionality, you add the chance of, and, of yeah. downtime, right? And so we want to, we certainly want to avoid that. Um, so the, the tap is really for mirroring traffic off. It's very reliable. It's, I love, it's built to run I, I, forever. I love that the optical tap is literally just a prism. That's freaking amazing. Yes, it, it is. That's, That's exactly so cool. what it is. And we've got, you know, a, another question that comes up is, well, if you're dealing with like photons, right, do I have enough light getting to the other end? So there's something called a split ratio. So when you split the light, how much light goes to its original destination, how much goes to your tool? And we're, we're the largest manufacturer of taps. So whatever you need, single mode, multi-mode, 10 gig, 40 gig, et cetera, what split ratio and our you know our engineers can help figure out oh that's this is the right thing for that deployment so that really takes the risk out and there are I mean we have massive massive deployments of, of taps taps don't fail they run I mean they run all the time because they're not running right they're, they're not powered it's really about where do you take that data next and that that's where you get into the sort of next level of visibility which is what the industry commonly calls a packet broker a network packet broker right so this is where you're really doing mostly packet level processing to say, okay, traffic from this network segment or this VLAN or this whatever, I want to send to this monitoring tool over here. I want to record a copy of that. Maybe I'm tapping multiple hops on a network, which means I might see five copies of the same packet. I want to remove those duplicates and then send it to a recording device so that I'm not recording the same information Mm. five times, right? What makes ICSIS special is with all of that background in application research and security research, we're able to build application level and threat uh, intelligence on top of that platform. So if you want to do something special with Facebook traffic, if you want to uh, send all of your email traffic to a data, data capture device to look for someone leaking passwords or credit card numbers, we can do that. We can do data masking. We can tell you, oh, this connection attempt that someone tried to make to your network, we know that that's a botnet controller because we do all this security research. So we'll block that for you. So just keep it off of your network. So we have lots of application and threat intelligence that we can bring to bear that, that again, no one else in, in this industry has because they don't have that that security and, and application kind of background. So I suppose to sum it up in a, in a nutshell, the business purpose of why you would want to implement this type of technology is because, 
you want to make sure that when you're the, the, the purpose of the tap is obviously to be able to feed the data into multiple different devices to do multiple different jobs and purposes and, and things yep. and obviously the, the reason that you'd implement this type of, of thing, this type of technology is because you want to be able to give more visibility and more intelligence to... Absolutely, but if at the end of the day, if you want to boil it down, we do two things on the production network. We improve resiliency and we improve efficiency. We lower operational cost. Okay. I mean, so you typically spend less, you certainly spend less on maintaining things because it's easier, yes, for multiple users to share a single network feed, right? My security team, completely independent of my performance management team, right? You give them each their view and they don't interfere with each other. Uh, so that, that improving of efficiency and improving uptime. Uh, one of our really popular products, again, deployed with the security products you see on the floor, floor here is called a bypass switch. And a bypass switch, you could think of it as sort of a power strip for the network. So we can guarantee, hey, if you need to take some inline security device offline for a firmware update, or it just reboots or something like that, we can fail it over, we can sort of heal the network around it automatically, so fast that the fiber optic link never goes down. Wow. So, so that's, that's all about resiliency, but that theme carries through you know, the, the packet brokers and things as well. And then on, on the efficiency side, again, it's about we want to, to make you spend less and spend less time. It's really a, about time as much as money. Yeah. We want it to involve less time to hook up new monitoring equipment, to take things offline for service. You know, an outage should be microseconds, not days. Well, right? and I suppose the other thing that, that you've sort of touched upon there is when you want to add new services, when you want to add new protection layers, it's literally it's not a case of disrupting your environment it's not right. an occasion of disrupting your redundant link it's just a case of taking more feeds off of your yes. sort it's, of it's literally clicking and dragging in the UI wow. so I want this traffic to go to here and here and, and you can do inline as well so take this traffic load balance it across my three IPSs and if one of those goes down you know rebalance around it then send it through this firewall then send it over here and oh by the way I want that traffic decrypted, right, and then sent on it, its yeah. way. So lots of processing that you can do around that and then make it really easy to hook up new things and take things out of service. So on the topic of um, so on the topic of the testing piece, okay. um, how exactly do you test? I mean, do you have like a whole bunch of... So if we're talking about testing a security device... Oh, okay. Um, or if we're talking about testing a network, I mean, t testing anything really, I mean... How would you um, how would you go about actually doing that? So if a customer is sort of sitting there, if one of our partners is thinking at the moment, what you know, I don't fully understand what testing a network would be. Right. Could just give us an idea as to as to what the use case behind or the the, the business driver to want to test as an end customer. Because I, I totally get it as a, a, a OEM or a manufacturer of a piece of equipment. But why would you want to test your your actual network as an end user? So there, there's a reference that's maybe a little earlier. It's like if you think about the security example. Um, you might, again, that, the bake-off, that, that's often the way we're first introduced into sort of an enterprise customer is they're buying a firewall, an IPS, a something, and there's multiple out there and the data sheets all say the same thing. <laughs> you know, box every attack, completely reliable, yeah, yeah. 10 gig throughput, blah, blah, blah. There's not a lot of fine print on those. So we... <laughs> You know, we know that, I mean, I've been in marketing, I know how data sheets are produced, right? <laughs> so what we do is we help you see through all that and see, okay, how does this device really perform? And we yeah. have, you don't have to be a testing expert 
you know, we, we didn't build this just for people in labs. I mean, it's you know, very nice web UI. We've got scripted, you know, click here for a firewall test and boom, it will run it. But really what we let you do is, and we can even take real traffic off of your network so we can see what's running on your network, how much of your traffic is email, how much is Facebook, how much is YouTube, et cetera. And then we can generate that traffic when you do your firewall test. So this is really what my traffic looks like. Not that best case stuff that the firewall vendors use when they test where every packet is big and every flow is large. What does my traffic really look like? Do I have you know, Skype for business? Do I have voice over IP? Do I have file transfer? So your real traffic, so you run that at the speed that you need to maintain. One gig, two gig, 10. Yeah. You know, we can go up to you know, terabit in a, in a chassis pretty easily. So run that traffic through your device and then start introducing attacks. If someone, you know, if you get hit by latest ransomware, you know, uh, recently it was WannaCry. By the time this podcast goes out, hopefully that's all done with. Yeah, but there will be something, be something new. Else, yeah. There will be something new. So you can say, okay, if that starts getting introduced, can my device detect it? And if I turn on some advanced inspection option, sandboxing or something like that, how does that impact throughput? How good is it at detecting attacks? What if I get hit by a denial of service attack? So we can model like a real DDoS attack and how quickly it ramps up. And you can see, does my device stand up to it or does it fall over? What's the impact of turning on these new features? So that, that's a, a great way to start and say, okay, for my purposes, brand X is the best firewall. It's not saying it's the best one all around, no, they're no, all no, good. For your specific purpose. For my yeah. application, this is the best for me. And then if you want to know, let's say you're Think about doing an upgrade, or even you're worried about the latest spyware, the latest malware. You can test and say, okay, my device, can it detect it? Can it block it? Right? So that that's one really kind of common, your two and really common use just cases. Quickly, I mean, does, does your technology incorporate all of these nasty pieces of uh, you yes. know, viruses? And, it, and so you literally can just say, okay, put this edit, put yeah. that edit. Yeah, so you, you can pick cool. them individually, you can upload your own, but we also prepackage them into kind of convenient categories by <laughs> severity and things like that. Again, you don't have to be nasty, a testing expert. really nasty. Yeah, exactly. Horrible, yeah. Exactly. And so you can pick those and then test those. So, because it might be that you want to test recent things that are maybe low on the severity scale because you figure, well, the really critical stuff that's a year old, maybe I've patched against. So you yeah. can be selective about, about what you do. Right, yeah. so absolutely, and we make we make that really easy. So I mean, I suppose the being a being a uh, having putting my partner head on, putting mm-hmm. my partner hat on. Um, partners will be thinking to themselves now. Um, this sound, this is, sounds unbelievably cool, but it also sounds like it's something that be only really be appropriate to very, very, very large, you know, global enterprises. That oh, and, and I think is that is that a reality or is that a myth of sort of what people think when they think if I'm going to test if I'm going to benchmark if I do all these things it's probably because I'm a big big organization or, or does it scale down so okay so on the testing side traditionally it's the larger enterprises that, that buy and maintain their yeah. own gear but we help our partners deliver that as a service very often to, to small That's, and medium yeah. so yeah That's absolutely really so is it relevant Absolutely. Yeah. We make it affordable by helping people offer it as well. I mean, so that's what I was hoping you'd say because actually, that's exactly the answer you want to hear is that actually, you don't have to have all of this every single day. When you want to make product decisions, you can come in and 
help you know ICSI can help you actually make those product decisions which is a, a really great opportunity for our resellers to take that that service to market as almost a consultative right. a consultative sort of option around hey tell you what don't just believe the FUD right let us help you prove as you said in your specific use case which is the most relevant firewall for example right and we've also uh, certainly had partners who will do testing on their own you know if they, they have our, our, our kit and, yeah. and so they can do their own evaluations and so when a customer calls and has a question they can answer oh yeah this device will behave in this way oh yeah I know how to help you stop a DDoS attack and we've done a lot of testing we're not just reading the data sheet Brilliant. we've done this we, we can prove this we yeah. know how it works and obviously when they're looking to implement new and uh, well they're looking to implement changes into their network I'm guessing you could theoretically model that or, or test against that before they actually put that test put that change yes. into production yes which is absolutely. infinitely valuable and that that's why it's so important to be able to use there's a feature we call traffic rewind that lets you take the traffic off your live network oh. and then use that exact traffic and you can also play what if scenarios so what if my video traffic doubled what if my VoIP traffic doubled what if I came under attack and instead of just testing with random traffic or dumb packets it's your real application So if traffic. our resellers are listening to this and, and they've got half a clue about, you know, some, a, a business, a, you know, a new line of business, they could build up very, very quickly to complement the security, uh, security practice they have today. Building this, you know, partnering with, with Ixia, you know, to essentially yeah. build this as a service so they can go and take to their, so say they've got 10 SMEs. So yep. they're not generally the Ixia customer, you know, portfolio, but you know, if one of our customers says, all right, I want to invest in this, build a managed service around it, and then be able to literally model every change, model changes Absolutely. in traffic. You know, one of our partners is looking, or one of our customers is looking to implement or, or run a campaign that's probably going to double the traffic. Will their site fall over? Black Friday being a great example. Yes, you yes, know, exactly. Uh, you know, I think if people have had the opportunity to actually model that, it, it, not as many sites would have gone down, and they're still going down. And it, I think that's a really, really valuable. valuable no, thing to uh, do. absolutely. Remember, Ixia can support you design, deploy, and defend. So when you're in the lab, when you're rolling your gear out, when you want to do those what if scenarios, what happens if my traffic doubles? But when your network is up and running, mm -hmm. you know we have all of these devices that help you help that network stay online, the yeah. bypass switches, the visibility gear, so that those things are easier to deploy and more reliable. So it's it's not just pre-deployment. We're there when the network is up and running to yeah. make sure that it's reliable and efficient. That is absolutely fantastic. Look, Scott, we really could talk all day, and I promise you I haven't said that to every single guest. Um, but sadly, we're going to have to call it there. But no, thank you so much. That's been absolutely fantastic. Very, very pleased to be uh, your new distributor. And uh, I think yes, this is going to be a really, really this. fruitful uh, relationship going forward. So thank you very, very much. Great. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I did. Don't forget, this is part of a series. There will be one next week. Um, if you want to join the conversation, please, please do so at hashtag ArrowBandwidth on Twitter. And don't forget to check out the show notes where there's loads of really important resources and, uh, and generally sort of part of the conversation. you find that at the uh, Arrow Hub. You will indeed. You will indeed. And guys, look, if you've enjoyed this, please subscribe. We cover loads of topics. We've got tons of back catalogue. It's we a great opportunity been. to learn and get educated. So please do listen. And uh, yeah, come back next week.
Come back, subscribe, catch up. Thank you very much. Have a good week. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.